0: Welcome! Once again, I am live on the Hall Paul Football Log. And Mr Stavely, we join you not in the same studio as I, but how are you this morning, sir? I'm
1: all right. I, am I not technically live as well?
0: You are technically live, but yes. I'm in, I'm in studio too. Well, I think the thing with telephones is, nowadays, they are practically live. There is a slight delay.
1: Oh, is there still? There is still a, a tiny delay, yeah. It can't be as bad as the one we had uh, on the last log, I think, though.
0: That is correct. Now, we've got Mr Staveley joining us after a recent trip to Murthia, as Not they great. pronounce it. See, there's a, a delay there. You're interrupting me. Uh, that's it, though. Mur- Murthia, isn't it? That's how they pronounce it.
1: Uh, Murthia
0: yeah Yeah, that's what I said And uh, the funny thing about that Well, I thought it was funny Is uh, that uh, you didn't manage to make The Real Murthia Alba Theta, Which apparently is a bit of a derby El derby As they call it out there uh, You didn't manage to make the game And yet I was able to watch it on my laptop In Catarick, So I actually saw more <laughs> Murthia action And I was only watching it Because I thought Oh yeah, you'll be there You know, maybe I can see you in the crowd It's only going to be about six people Chances are You know, you and your uh, rotundness Will stick out like a sore thumb Well, But, indeed, but yeah. you didn't go Go on, explain yourself
1: Well, I, I mean you know what would you like me to say i was originally going to be staying in a hotel right next to the ground and uh looking forward very much to going but then uh, unfortunately due to the unbelievably uh medieval travel arrangements over in murcia uh it meant that i was uh, then staying on the beach which is about 50 miles away from the stadium and the uh the way the buses run meant it was nigh on impossible for me to make it to the nuevo condominium to watch the game unfortunately so i watched the highlights um there was a lot of football on telly actually uh, while I was over there. Although, annoyingly, in my hotel room, there was one football called Channel Goal or something Yeah, like Goal TV. Yeah, Goal TV. And and that was the only channel the hotel didn't have reception for. <sighs>
0: that is annoying. That's where most of the Spanish matches were on.
1: Yeah, it was really annoying. Although, I did, I, like I said, I did still managed to see quite a lot of, uh, of, of action, but um, sadly not on that channel, which is very frustrating.
0: Are you trying to suggest that the Spanish are disorganised?
1: Uh, not for a second, though. The infrastructure
0: of the transport. If that's what you're trying to suggest, Mr Stavely, I'm going to have to agree with you quite strongly. <laughs> uh, but it's great to have you uh, back in the UK, albeit slightly further away from me today, and that's down to a number of logistical reasons, which are all quite dull. Although I, I think this gives it a kind of Sid Lowe kind of feel, don't you?
1: Yeah, definitely. If only I knew anything about Spanish football, I could do my whole um, you know, chatting away. Uh, Spiel, but uh, sadly, as you know, I, I don't. Well, if, Although if I, only I, know my, uh, I know my top two in Spain very, very well. In fact, I was going to talk about La Liga. Shall we get going on some aspects of uh, the week's football?
0: Let me give a rundown of what we are going to cover in all its La Liga gloriness. Yes, La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A Liga, Champions League, Premier League. We've also got the championship to talk about. You've done this week's one to watch.
1: I have indeed, yeah. I've, I've been looking at, as you know you have been scouting the best in future talent and, um, you know, I felt a bit left out so I thought I'd do a little bit of, uh, you know, um, skullduggery myself and find there's uh, somebody to look out for. Don't forget, as well as all those other that we've got the Europa Liga which has uh, suddenly taken on epic and interesting proportions and the quiz question no less.
0: Mm, That's right, this week's quiz question which you asked me yesterday and I got right straight
1: away. Yeah, you did, yeah. So that should be an interesting one. Well, you see, I think I worded it wrong, you see. I think I gave away what the answer was going to be. Do you think? No. Nah. Do you not think
0: that actually the answer I guessed is who I guessed is the answer to every question? It's just what I hope, the answer well, we'll to every see if, question.
1: We'll see if anybody else gets it right.
0: Okay, well, I'm looking forward to that. Let's start with La Liga. What have you got for me?
1: Aye? Well, let's indeed um, start with La Liga because, of course, this weekend uh, is El Clasico and uh, in a way a more important one than the one that was at the new Camp earlier this season mm. which uh, was won as you know by a uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic volley um, uh, 1-0 to Barcelona even though Real Madrid really um, didn't necessarily outplay Barcelona but certainly had more uh, clear-cut chances but this one of course at the Bernabeu um, will abolish the goal difference which currently separates the two teams and it will go to their head-to-head record so if Real Madrid because um, as you know Um, Barcelona and Real Madrid are currently level on points and have been so for quite a while and neither of them really look like throwing any points away except in this possible fixture so uh, if Barcelona draw or win their head-to-head record with Madrid will be better and that will put them top of the table if Madrid win Uh, I'm not sure what happens then because of course the head-to-head record is the same so I suppose it will go back to goal difference will it. Do
0: you know what? I I, I don't know, uh, that's the honest answer. um, But I would have looked that up if I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, Uh, I did
1: know I was going to say it and (laughs) and I forgot to look it up. So there you go, have some of that for professionalism. But at any rate, um, this is the one that uh, everybody's been talking about as the title decider and so it's going to be kicking off, um, I think, 8.30pm on Saturday. I think it's on uh, Sky Sports so... Looking forward very, well, very much to watching a
0: bit of that. Let's hope, Mr. Stavely, then, for the sake of argument, and also to make us look, as you quite already say, less than professional, uh, that even though we are amateurs, let's hope that Barcelona win, uh, just so we don't have to go down that tricky road of working out what's going to happen with Real Madrid. Well, absolutely,
1: yeah. And also just because we like Barcelona a lot more. Well, also because I
0: said Barcelona would win the league, you know, at a canter, even when you were saying, mm, uh, maybe Real, I was like, no, don't be stupid, man.
1: Well, he- yeah, I did, I did say Real Madrid, and that was more out of fear than hope you know but i think um it, i mean it's going to be a massive deal and i was going to say real madrid have been playing particularly well but then anybody who saw um the champions league uh, on tuesday night will will testify that so are barcelona so and of course last season they went there um when madrid were on a great run like they have been recently um i think they have scored three goals or more until last weekend when they won 2-0 i think they've scored three goals or more in the last seven or eight matches on the trot and um But then Barcelona went there last season and stuffed them 6-2, so Mm. it could well uh, happen again. There's a lot of feeling that no other fixture in Spain matters this weekend. But actually, I was looking at the uh, fixtures in Spain, and um, your lads, the Islanders, are up against Valencia. Fifth against third.
0: Yeah, at uh, Son Mosh.
1: Yeah, and a possible Champions League spot up for grabs. I mean, Seville are probably going to beat Malaga, so it might be academic, but it'd be a big feather. In Mallorca's cap to uh, to beat Valencia, I think, wouldn't
0: it? And interestingly, Valencia's uh, reserve goalkeeper was last season's Mallorca number one goalkeeper, Moya. All right. Don't know if he's going to play. As I say, he is the second choice, but he has been back in the frame over the last few weeks, so he could come back to Mallorca for the very first time. He's got a bit of a reputation for dropping clangers. And oh, really? In fact, the first ever game I saw of Mallorca, he gifted Sevilla a victory there, uh, which cost Mallorca a European place, and that could well happen the other way around if he drops a clanger this time, sort of making up for that really. I, I personally can see a draw in that game, but I would be delighted because I've been saying all season that Mallorca Whilst I want them to finish fourth, aren't going to do it, and that's because they're going to run out of legs because they have one of the smallest squads, and they've just have been lucky with injuries.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, you know, I think it's the sort of the little club that could, and uh, I think the neutral will be will be rooting for them. Although I'm a big sort of fan of, uh, of David Villa and um, David oh, more than, than
0: Pierre Archil Webbo. Sorry? More than Pierre Archil Webbo, the 88th uh, yeah, minute equaliser Weber. Yeah, that's the man I was just about to say yeah. at uh, Hal Maria uh, which was interesting to see, and <laughs> it was a, it was a crazy game. Goal straight away from Al Maria and then goal right in the last minute from Mallorca. Nothing in between, and I missed the start and only just caught the end. So it was one of those days. But there we are. It was well, great to see.
1: Sometimes you've got to pick um, which games you watch and when you stop watching them, as you sort of yes. learned, uh, last night, and we'll and we'll get on to that in just a little bit, I think. Mm. Um, my question about uh, La Liga for the listeners and for yourself, if you care to uh, you know, contribute to the answer at all, is, is Gonzalo Higuain outshining Cristiano Ronaldo this season?
0: Yes, is the answer to that question. He's got more league goals now, I believe.
1: Yeah, he has, and, and I think he's, I mean, I don't know if you saw his, um, his goal. They both scored at the weekend is, is what got me thinking about it, and Ronaldo's was a penalty which he kind of earned and I, I, it was one of those. He, he seemed to go over ever so slightly easily, but um, put it away relatively well. But Higuain's was a, was a really, you know, assured, cool finish. And uh, I, I know who I'd rather have uh, in my team. Yeah, Not but my team are going to get either of those players. No, think.
0: you don't. You don't have a team. But your your point is slightly different because. Cristiano Ronaldo, a bit like the old Pele. He's one of these players that oppositions just decide to stop letting play. Yeah. Whereas that probably allows Higuain a bit of a freer reign because he's not the player that the coaches are saying, right, this is the guy we've got to stop. Very fair point. So maybe that's just giving him slightly more freedom than last season. I don't know. But uh, it's certainly looking at the moment because the goal return and overall uh, teamwork, which I know Higuain hasn't really been famous for, he's certainly starting to up that this season and Maradona Finally, can't afford to ignore him.
1: No, indeed. Well, actually, that's a nice little link um, to the quiz question. I know it's early on, but shall I uh, give the quiz question anyway?
0: Give it to me, baby.
1: El Diego, who um, this week uh, said Messi has been playing a kickabout with God uh, in yet more Diego-related madness. Um, I was thinking about his record at the World Cup and his various contributions to Argentinian football, because there's a lot of talk about uh, Lionel Messi and his... Amazingness and all the rest, and there's this um, big thing about you know is he going to produce at the World Cup the way that El Diego did, and is, and does Diego even want him to? Because of course Maradona is you know held in very high regard for the '86 World Cup, and there's a lot of people suggesting his ego is so big he doesn't want that overshadowing by uh, Lionel Messi this year. And I was thinking Maradona's last goal for Argentina in a World Cup was of course against Greece in the nine four World Cup in the USA. Uh, in the 4-0 victory um, sort of big left-footed strike from outside the box and then the mental celebration where he sort of people started to suspect that maybe there were some performance enhancing substances uh, being taken because so wide were his eyes Mm. I was thinking that was his uh, that was the fourth goal of a 4-0 win which players scored the other three goals? Mm. And so that's our quiz question Argentina won that game 4-0 Maradona got the fourth and can you give me the names of the players who scored the other three?
0: Mm, Is it one player we're looking for with the hat-trick or is it several other Argentine players?
1: Well, you see, to give you such uh, a clue would be perhaps to reveal more than I'd like at this point.
0: Okay, we'll put your clothes back on and I
1: won't ask any further questions. <laughs> it's the great mm-hmm. thing about doing it on the phone now, you can't see anything.
0: Yeah, that's Here what I the am. missus always says with a part-time job. Now, before, before we go any further, I think we should link this in beautifully. We normally save it till later, but because it's you today, because you are back from your Murcia your Spain travels, mm-hmm. it's your turn to give us this week's One to Watch.
1: This week's one to watch. Well, what I wanted to do was find somebody from the continent Mm. um, who has been sort of making waves. (laughs) Because
0: I know where you're going with this. Can I just laugh all the way through this? Yeah. Okay.
1: What I thought I'd find is a player who uh, perhaps hasn't been plying his trade on these shores, but is, you know, um, getting a name for himself uh, on the continent, starting to put in performances that are alerting coaches from (laughs) round um, about the place and obviously having spent uh, a bit of time in mercia despite not going to the game Mm -hmm. you know they're a a second division side um and i thought i'd look into the kind of you know the lesser known annals of spanish football to see if i could (laughs) eke out somebody to watch Mm. so i found this lad uh, he's only he's 22 years old um he's started recently to put in some interesting performances people are talking about him as, as being a player with a bit of future with a bit of hard work could um, he could be a decent player? He could
0: be a player, as Graham Smith would say.
1: Exactly, could be a decent player, and his name's uh, Lionel Messi, and he plies his trade at uh, FC Barcelona. Is he
0: any relation to Lionel Messi? Uh, I,
1: I I don't I don't know. <laughs> he may be the same player, uh, but but at this point I'm not entirely sure because obviously he's a one to watch I haven't really watched him yet so Of course
0: just... you were going to funnily enough weren't you you were initially going to go to Barcelona Bilbao
1: Well yeah the original uh, which ended up being a bit of a 4-1 thrashing and some decent goals in there as well including one from this this young uh, player and another one of course another two from uh, Boyan. Uh, but yeah, I was going to go to that originally, and then um, that didn't quite work out either.
0: It's funny, your break was initially all centred around watching a live game of football <laughs> yes, in I Spain. Know. You failed to achieve this on two fronts. The
1: only, the only uh, live game of football I managed to watch in the whole weekend was um, on Monday night, and you were there as well. Oh, with stuff. the Sports
0: Direct, absolutely.
1: Yes, indeed, yeah. Once, once, my, uh, once a very nice stadium name, uh, now an email address.
0: So that's your one to watch, Lionel Messi. Yeah, I reckon he's going to be all right. Okay, I'll keep my eye on him. Now, we'll move swiftly on to the Europa League, as you quite rightly said. Sometimes you watch a game and you think, oh, this is going to be an absolute cracker. <laughs> I was watching Wolfsburg versus Fulham. After 20 seconds, Fulham scored. I thought, here come the floodgates. So I'm yep. going to stick with this game. Forget Liverpool. That's already over. And how wrong I was. Mr Stavely, talk us through last night's action.
1: Yeah, well, as you, as you rightly say, um, Fulham were leading 2-1 from the first leg and scored after 20 seconds. Bobby Zamora, who's now got nine in 43 games last season after 43 games he'd only scored 4 uh, and it's showing You know that he's really having uh, an excellent season and there are people now who are sort of really jumping on the bandwagon I mean I don't know what, what you think about this I'm not entirely convinced um, of the case but uh, there really are people jumping on the bandwagon to get him on that plane uh, to South Africa in the summer and we'll have to see you know, what sort of uh, injury crisis. Phil
0: Brown playing. will be punching the walls of Tantastic at he missing out on Zamora. Like, he was so close to signing Bobby Zamora for Hull and maybe that could have saved Phil's job.
1: Well, he's, he's always... I mean, I've always thought about Zamora, that he's looked like a decent player in there somewhere. But I've, I've never felt like he's really mi- matched that potential. But this season, I think maybe he is. And um, like you say, he, he uh, scored a goal after 20 seconds. Uh, oh, what uh, a goal but, as well sorry what a goal yeah lovely wasn't it and uh, and in fact that was it then um, Fulham held on and uh, they went through 3-1 on aggregate and uh, they're uh, in a European semi-final which I think is you know Absolutely fantastic.
0: The whole thing's incredible. I've been watching uh, Edin Zeko quite a lot of this. Is that the correct pronunciation? Yeah, I think so. I've been watching Edin Zeko quite a bit of just, you know, highlights, just checking out what this guy's all about. And that reminded me that I've seen Bobby Zamora in what would be the third tier of English football playing for Brighton against Stoke a a little while ago when Stoke were right down there. And, you know, getting substituted, not really having a great game. Then I also saw him score at the the Britannia. And just thinking, wow, this this guy's just gone so far in the game. A very similar... Meteoric rise to Colin Casim Richards, both sort of having an opportunity to play on a bigger stage, having once been at Brighton.
1: Yeah, hmm. indeed. And um, I mean, he could, you know, they're, uh, they're playing Hamburg, I think. In the, is that right? Yeah, yeah I, I believe think. so. It's going to be a sort of German fest in the semi. I mean, you know, they're, they're now. I think they're, they're five to one to win the whole thing, which is, I mean, fantastic odds, really. Although they are the 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 longest odds of, the, of all four semi finalists. Um, but that's you know we could we could be seeing uh, Bobby Zamora in a European final and for, and everybody who laughed at the Europa League, myself included, uh, you know I, I feel really happy for for Fulham. I think it's great um, what they've achieved. In the other quarter final that, that anybody was paying attention to, Liverpool uh, won 4 one and, and put Benfica out, and that was a bit of a downer for you because of course you'd predicted that they would win the uh, entire thing, which a lot of people had uh, also done.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a, a safe shout, actually. I thought Benfica, yeah, they're looking good, they're looking strong, doing quite well in their respective league. Oh, Javier Saviola firing on all cylinders. I wasn't watching the game last night, as you know. I was sticking out for the goal fest at uh, yeah. Wolfsburg, but it didn't quite happen. I think when you're talking about gravitas, when you're talking about huge nights, when you're talking about momentum, we've seen it before with Alaves, who are now in the sort of third tier of Spanish football. They once uh, went all the way to the final, lost to Liverpool in the uh, as it was the UEFA Cup Then yeah. It just shows when you get on a roll, you can actually carry right on who knows Fulham in the final could happen but we we know now there's probably going to be Liverpool getting there and uh, they've got a, a good pedigree in the final of a major tournament and also they I think have. the the change to the Europa League as some of us sort of mocked and sneered at and said what the heck's going on here has been vindicated because this really particularly for British clubs has been a wonderful tournament and better than the Champions League
1: yeah well I mean like you say you know, after the Champions League results this week this is where English interest in Europe now lies and uh I mean, I'm I'm concerned about Liverpool insofar as they have to now play Atletico Madrid, who are not having the best season of their lives. That being said, they are um, a good, good team. Um, I don't know what you think about, you know, I mean, obviously Torres will be going back there. Mm. They're only 10th in La Liga, but... I think they could cause a bit
0: of an upset. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Atletico have totally transformed their season under new management. They've also changed their goalkeeper. Now, I think that's crucial. Sergio Asenjo, who signed from Valladolid last season, a bit of a rising star. One to watch, you could argue, from Argentina. Uh, not that there's any others worth watching. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just so many clangers, so many fumbles. The, the boy wonder, as they were calling him over there, or the uh, niño wonder, has uh, suddenly been cast aside. Now third choice at Atletico Madrid. They've brought in a young local lad who's uh, from the quarry, as they call it, as I mentioned before, and uh, he's he's really starting to pull up a few trees. And they're saying it could be the um, Atletico equivalent of Ika Casillas. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But but actually their league form, the fact they're scoring goals, the fact that they've got uh, this uh, Ibra, this young this young talented striker up front, who's uh, who was originally an illegal immigrant, um, but managed to meet the right people at the right time and got a trial at Atletico, and it started to come through. And looks like um, looks like the Nile Ranger if you will because he's, he's young he's fast and he can't score
1: but he's got yeah that does actually sound a lot like now.
0: well he's got the potential that's certainly sure it's similar with, with both of those so uh, I would say now they're on a bit of a, quest of a crest of a wave sound like Jonathan was crest of a wave they're now on a bit of that and similar to Fulham who knows they could maybe go all the way wouldn't it be interesting a Fulham-Atletico-Madrid final
1: it would have a sort of um, air of uh, continental glamour about it that maybe Liverpool, Fulham wouldn't, I think.
0: And, and Roy, Roy would probably also say quest of a wave. But Mr Staveley, for those that missed uh, Valencia against Atletico Madrid or Atletico Madrid against Valencia, uh, what actually happened?
1: Well, it was 2-2 from the first leg and uh, they drew 0-0 last night. So it ended up. Um, they ended up going through on uh, away goals.
0: Mhm, and that's all it takes sometimes, isn't it? I mean, it's. I personally think it's the dullest way to uh, to qualify, as um, yeah. Manchester United fans might well agree. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not really the right way. I don't like away goals as no, a rule. I've never
1: liked the away goals rule. Although it does. It, it can lead to sort of good drama. I mean, last night actually um, in the Liverpool game, the goals of the Liverpool tie were scored until the, until Liverpool's fourth goal. They were all scored in the exact same order. That the, uh, the Bayern Man United games, uh, Bayern United goals had been scored, and a lot of people were saying, you know, this could really set up a very interesting a three-one. It was uh, they, um, who were they playing? Benfica.
0: Benfica, yeah. yeah. The, the, my tips good, to win that Good the
1: memories. Whole is, is the hallmark <laughs> of a good uh, sports reporter. Yeah, you know, um, hit the bar, and um, you know, it was very, very close to uh, to being a bit of a, a tighter affair. But uh, obviously, Liverpool got through. But uh, perhaps we should cover the old Champions League, the best league in Europe, according to. Um, Alex Ferguson, although I don't know how seriously we should take his opinion on anything because he also thinks that getting somebody sent off when they've committed to bookable offences is typically German.
0: Mm, I did hear those quotes, Sir Alex Ferguson. We we should call him. It was interesting, actually. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, should, yeah. A good day for Liverpool yesterday, not just uh, in football, but I don't know if you saw any of the action from Ain'tree. But uh, Sir Alex Thank Ferguson's you. horse uh, actually won one of the uh, the main um, festival runs, and uh, it was interesting. He, he just didn't appear to be bothered at all from the previous night's action. I mean, maybe you know, you, at that stage in your career, you have to put all that behind you, concentrate. You know, day's a new day, and all that. And he was he was totally focused on his uh, his horse uh, which is called What a Friend uh, who won in that particular race there that was going on doesn't really matter what the race was called because we're talking about football but he, yeah. you know he was there he was on telly obviously he wouldn't speak to the telly because it was BBC uh, yeah. but he was there smiling grinning and not, not a faint sniff from anyone about the previous night's action maybe that's because people who know Alex know that they get the hairdryer treatment if they yeah. dared mention it
1: uh, well, I think it probably is one of those things whereby you know you have to get over it quite quickly but yeah you would expect a little bit of um well, I
0: was just surprised to see him in public on the telly smiling and shouting and cheering straight away. Just a few hours after the surely the biggest disappointment uh, for the last few years.
1: Well, the thing is as well that it's not as though it's not as though they came up against a team who, you know, if they, if they had been knocked out by Barcelona and, and just outplayed and all the rest, you you know you hold your hand up and say, well, we got beaten. But there we go. That's one of those things. But in actual fact, they were three nil up against Bayern. Um, and I know that's only 4-2 on aggregate, but nevertheless, there's, there's really no excuse for for throwing it away the way they did. And it was largely down to arrogance and a um, complacency on the part of the players. And this this thing of of when having had a man sent off, they then instead of instead of trying to play their own game, they spent the rest of the game deciding that Bayern were going to score. I mean, they did this against Barcelona in the final uh, last year, which is that instead of instead of like imposing their own style. They spent the entire game trying to contain um, Barcelona, which was never going to work, and and so they ended up being outplayed and and knocked off the park. But you didn't see Barcelona turning up to a European final with one of the biggest clubs in the world saying, "Oh, how can we stop Man United playing?" Mm. They just turned up and did their thing, and uh... it was the same on on Wednesday night. I think as soon as rafael was sent off, and I you know I think it was a little bit soft, but then he, he, the first yellow card was very much his own fault, and it was really really stupid, and the second one is a risky take if you're going to start hauling people down even if they are 30 yards from goal Mm,
0: but now Bayern are uh, munching on the sweet taste of victory and uh, do you think that they can actually go all
1: the way well I mean in a way uh, no and in another way they've got a decent uh, ish chance I mean the problem is that everybody sitting on the to fence to look past Barcelona I think
0: yeah it's, you're right but, but maybe Bayern can once again like Fulham like we're saying because you know, they've got this momentum now and they've got a few players out though they'll come back mm. uh, they're not a superpower as we've suggested and they, yet they're still getting results and they're still doing quite well in the Bundesliga
1: that's true and um, you know they, they've got not well I, I don't know whether you'd say it was the easier of the two semi-finals I suppose you would um, against uh, Lyon but they've got certainly as good a chance as they've had for a long, long time of getting to the final mm. and I mean, you know everybody sort of presumes that um, that Barcelona are going to win it and you can see why but that being said there's no kind of guarantees in football and they could well find themselves um, up against you know a decent Inter Milan side who are looking for revenge if you like about uh, for, the, for earlier in the season so perhaps there's um, you know there is potential there for a bit of an upset.
0: Yeah, what odds are you of a, a French side getting further than an English side at the start of the season in the Champions League? I wonder if you could have got some, some long odds on that, I would have thought so.
1: I'm, I'm sure you could, yeah. yeah. I mean, now, that, now um, there's four different nations in the four semi-final spots. It's the first time that's happened for, I think, seven or eight years, so it is quite good to see. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, Ian well, you will have seen Ian Robbins' goal, obviously, but did you see he scored this brilliant goal and then how did you see how terrible his celebration was
0: yeah sometimes I I mean I've scored brilliant goals as you know and and my celebration has has often let me down and I've I've walked away from the pitch thinking yeah that that goal was wonderful and surely the scouts will have been taking notes but that celebration is going to cost me the career in the professional game and it probably did but for Ryan they they just let that slide didn't they I thought okay it's enough good goals there.
1: he really sort of he looked sort of like he was genuinely in pain (laughs) or perhaps had just you know um, soiled himself but at any rate, he, for, for such a fantastic goal, it really didn't seem to be um, worthy, I thought. It well, didn't quite know what to do. I thought, but, uh, you know, you've got to think these things through. Well,
0: once again, I made the crucial error of looking at the Man United game, thinking, OK, Gibson scored. This game's as good as over. And I decided to watch uh, bordeaux leon the whole way through.
1: <laughs> See Maroon Shamak and his place uh, in. The premiership next
0: season, I yeah, imagine? Arsenal, possibly, yeah. The thing is, actually, yeah, Bordeaux not only you know, should have won that game, they should have won it comfortably with some wonderful chances. And uh, Hugo Loris in the goal for Leon. This guy is the real deal. The new Fabian Bartes without the sort of stupid celebrity lifestyle that goes along with it. This guy is very down to earth and a wonderful goalkeeper. Looks a little bit like Craig Gordon uh, without the two uh, beauty spots on each side of his mouth that you just want to scratch every time you see him on the <laughs> telly. Uh, it just, he looks like he could be something special. I know he's been around for a while. He's hardly a new name, but he's just one that I hadn't really had the pleasure of seeing all the way through. I mean, I watched uh, Igor Akinfeev uh, for um, CSKA against Inter, and I thought, yeah, we're waiting for this lad to become a world superstar for a while, and again, didn't really have an opportunity to demonstrate, uh, you know, his full strength dives, his saves for the cameras, but Hugo Lloris did, and it was a very interesting performance from Leon. Uh, they at no, at no time tried to score, uh, which was very disappointing. Really? It wasn't a contest it was a case of well we reckon you're going to score but you're going to score more than one even when they had the chance to break as they did on the counter they just took it to the corner um, even early on and it was very disappointing to see but it worked for them
1: well I suppose uh, I mean you know it's it's the old argument isn't it about um, the the fans of the the neutrals and the fans of the beautiful game would probably say they should have You know, gone out out for the win some more, but then of course you end up with um, the pragmatic side of of running a business in a football club and saying, well, you know, we had a lead to protect and there's no need for us to, you know, I mean, if you look at the way Bayern Munich played for the last 20 minutes at Old Trafford, um, United couldn't get the ball off them and Mm. and it wasn't that pretty, but it was what needed to be done, something that United should have been doing for... A good 20 minutes. But
0: you'll be watching uh, Leon Bay and then with those two uh, and their tactics up against each other. Early goal in that game could really ruin it. But well,
1: if it's you funny think because everybody's saying, oh, this is this is really good for the game because there's the, no English semi-finalists for a long time. But hmm. if you remember the last time, uh, it was an, it, there wasn't an English team in the final. It was um, Milan against uh, Juve at Old Trafford. Oh, what a game! I mean, that was quite possibly one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. Uh, In my entire life, and I've been watching Newcastle this season, but and last season for that matter. But it really was so terrible. And I mean, you know, maybe it's not such a good thing. You'd you'd like to think that Barcelona, the way they play, wouldn't. allow a game like that to take place. Yeah,
0: I think if Leon come up against Barca and try those tactics, uh, they will get rudely found out. But hey, we've talked at the Champions League and the excitement of it enough, I'm uh, pretty sure. Uh, Let's move on, because we are are getting to that halfway stage and we've still got so much more to cover. Indeed we have. If we jump straight to the Bundesliga.
1: Yes, well, I mean, talking about big fixtures, um, Bayern Munich, uh, newly um, crowned semi-finalists in the Champions League, are uh, playing by Leverkusen this weekend. And while they've just regained the lead, having beaten Schalke... Uh, last week, this is another massive game because uh, Leverkusen are third and they're not far off, you know, top spot. So yeah, they were top for ages.
0: Game. Just just, just have, for those that were listening to our last log when we were talking a little bit about the Bundesliga, Bayer Leverkusen were top oh. and, and looking likely to actually win the league. But as is the case with so many major leagues, the favourite often does catch up when it gets to that crucial stage because Munich have been playing second fiddle for the whole season practically.
1: Yeah, it's been well. It's been very, very tight the month. I mean, as you said, you know, you said a couple of times, um, best league in Europe this season. And as things currently stand, uh, Munich are now um, first. They were second last week, and Schalke uh, have, have swapped positions. But they're only a point apart from each other. And then Leverkusen are in third, and they're five points behind um, that. So I suppose there's a little bit of a gap opening up. But certainly at the top there, it's uh, it's hugely close, and um, you know, really could go. Uh, either way still
0: well go on then nail your colours to the mast as people say and I really understand what that means it's probably an old story about archery or something but anyway (laughs) uh, I don't know Uh, let me know who's going to win the Bundesliga
1: well there's a part of me that for romance and old UEFA Cup finals sake I'd like to say Schalke yeah Um, me too and Bayern, but, I mean, Bayern Munich, you know, they've already won it 20 times. Not this season, obviously. Uh, but they've got a... <laughs> Quite a season, season, that would have stage, And once they get their noses in front, they know how to win. If they can keep everybody fit, I can't see Munich throwing it away.
0: OK, now, look, what I like about this is that Schalke, a bit like Roma in uh, Serie which I'll we'll move on to, have, have done this without telling anybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nobody saw this one coming. They
0: just done it really quietly. They've not said, "Look, here we are. Here's a marching band. We are going to spoil the league." They've just quietly snuck up, got about their business, and, and very little, you know, people have actually taken notice of it. I saw a uh, Bari against Roma in Syria uh, at Bari, at Bari, and uh, R- Roma won. And they're now looking likely that they could really go some way to shaking Syria and the league that Jose Mourinho hates with a passion. He would probably take him to the extreme measures if Roma were to topple Inter Milan, who've had a bit of a shaky uh, recent patch. What do you expect to happen in Serie A?
1: Well, I mean, Inter were, I think, um, nine points clear at one point with a game in hand over Milan. Um, and as we talked about on the last log, M- Milan didn't take the chance to then uh, go top of the table. And Inter Milan haven't been off top spot in the second half of an Italian season for four years now. Um, but as things stand, the top three have all played 32 games and now it's Inter on 66, and Roma are only a point behind, um, AC Milan, then two points behind them. So there's only three points separating the top three, and you'd almost think that if ever it was going to happen, now's the chance for somebody to take that spot off into Milan, but um, still nobody has quite yet. So I, I don't know, really. I've asked a couple of I've canvassed a little bit of an opinion. Um, I asked various people uh, while I've been out in Spain, for example, somebody said, uh, who I was talking to about football out there, he thinks that uh, AC Milan are still going to win it. Um, a Middlesbrough fan that I spoke to said she thinks Roma's going to win it. Uh, a lot of people are still backing into Milan. I personally would like to see somebody else win it. Not because I have anything against uh, Jose, because I actually am a big fan of his, but I think that... As, as, big a yeah. as, as big a fan as Richard Keyes? You are? As big a fan as Richard Keyes? Oh, no. No, not quite. And certainly if I was, I wouldn't waste valuable log time Uh, relaxing in a gentleman's manner over his uh, good looks as Richard (laughs) Keyes did.
0: Yeah, but But, um, probably safer to do that than relax in an ungentlemanly manner about Theo Walcott.
1: (laughs) Yes, indeed. Oh, it's lovely to see, uh, it's a lovely little touch, isn't it, to see them getting uh, done for that, because it's not the first time it's happened to Richard Keyes, either.
0: No, I've I've always quite liked Andy Gray, but Richard Keyes does get my go, so I I mean, this has got to be surely, I know we're not going to sweat straight off topic, but just give a quick answer on this one, this has surely got to be the end for Richard Keyes.
1: Well, you would think it won't be. Um, It it won't be, but it should be. A
0: man that brings nothing to football.
1: The thing is, though, I would say that um, maybe... When we say that this should be the end of Richie, I think the performance regarding Jose Mourinho should be... I mean, you know, it's just... Playing shocking.
0: Well, as I, as I sort of alluded to before, that won't have been Richard Keyes' decision. I think that as soon as Richard Keyes turned up in an orange suit in, I think it was 92, yeah. that, that should have been the end, really. <laughs>
1: yeah. It couldn't have gone yeah. any further. For the first Monday night, um, that could be a good quiz question, actually. Who scored the first goal on Monday night football? In, uh... Andy Sinton. Oh, all right, fair enough. Next question. <laughs> uh, next question, indeed. Who scored uh, the second? David White. Yeah. Oh, well, all right, then if you're just going to spoil it, then we won't even
0: play. I just remember that game quite well, and David yeah. White played for United, so it's e- easy to remember.
1: Well remembered. Let's get back to Syria. Shall yeah, we? go on. Um, I think I would like to see AC Milan win it. I think that uh, Inter probably will.
0: Well, you know what? Roma never win anything. Unless they've got Fabio Capello in charge. They don't have Fabio Capello in charge on this occasion.
1: What's he doing these
0: days? Oh, Fabio, who can say? He's a busy bloke, apparently, I read somewhere. Um, Actually, he's not. He's probably, I think the England job is the only job in football where you have nothing to do other than be on telly at other games. (laughs) That seems to be your, your sole career choice, is to just be, which game am I at this week? You could maybe have a guess. Go on, let's guess. Where will Fabio be this week? Seems there's weekend. only two. There's only two games on tomorrow, so your chances, I'd say, 50-50. And I think also we can agree fairly safely that Burnley will still be last on Match of the Day.
1: Yeah, I oh, know, without a doubt. Um, well, I mean, it probably be at the probably be at the cup cup, cup semi-final, maybe.
0: You reckon you're going with the, rather than the Premier League? The Premier League well, action. The thing is that you know will well, be between, watching Clark Carlisle unless
1: unless he's, unless he's to, yeah unless he's having a look at Clark Carlisle or <laughs> Carlton Cole. It's possibly, I suppose, Darren Bent against West Ham, maybe. Um, I don't know, what do you think about Bent's chances of getting on the plane? I mean, he's the second-highest English scorer in the Premiership.
0: I've always been a fan of uh, Darren Bent, uh, so I, I would definitely take him. But actually, finishing Clark Carlisle. Owen Coyle is uh, interested in purchasing Clark Carlyle from Burnley. When Burnley, I say when, should really say if, but <laughs> when Burnley go down. Yeah. So that's interesting, I think, because I mean, Clark uh, Carlisle, clever guy, but not a great footballer.
1: Well, I mean, unfortunately, his worst perform- arguably the worst performance ever, but certainly his worst performance ever, came after he'd uh, gone on Countdown, which was kind of a daft thing to do anyway during the middle of the season, mm. I thought. but yeah, he, um, he sort of single-handedly cost his team the entire game. <laughs> Can you yeah.
0: just imagine that night? And Clark Carlisle, the rock uh, of uh, Premiership defence, has to surely start with those two. Maybe even throwing a back three of Titus Bramble and just see how many goals you can concede in a single game.
1: Yeah, well, you never know. I mean, what what do you think the odds are of a, of a World Cup squad for England, including Darren Bent and uh, Bobby Zamora? That would be an interesting uh, little left-field shot, wouldn't it?
0: You'd, you'd have laughed it out of town, wouldn't you, a few years ago when, uh, when they were applying their trades at Ipswich and Brighton. Just... Well,
1: in a way, you'd have laughed it out of town at the start of this season. Yeah.
0: Well, actually, it was funny to see Darren Bent getting pent up and celebrating the manner that he did, not really against Tottenham's staff, but against Tottenham's fans, which I thought was a little harsh after yeah. he scored a goal for Sunderland. And then I think that because of the fact that he'd done that, there was extra pressure he'd created on himself. Yeah, definitely. And then I mean, those penalties were a joke.
1: I heard, I heard an interesting uh, uh, you know, sort of debate as is, is, who, who's more vindicated? Uh, is it Darren Bent because he scored? or is it Harry Redknapp, because he also missed two penalties? You know, it's that sort of, which is, is it a good, did he play well or not, really?
0: Well, I, I mean, I, I think looking back, Tottenham probably don't need him, even though he scored so many goals, just because they have such a front uh, option, more pairing, can I, can I use that term there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Crouch and Defoe, they've even got Keane when they, when they recall him, who yeah. many would have said, no, there's no way Robbie Keane would ever go out on loan from Spurs. I mean, it just sounds absolutely crazy. It does.
1: And uh, and Pavlyuchenko as well is is, is on a decent. decent Let's not
0: forget Pavlyuchenko as Harry Redknapp did for about six months. Let's not do that because yeah, he's he's shown that whilst he loves to miss a sitter, he can also bag in the hard ones.
1: He can. Well, apparently there's a lot of rumours apparently about um, Robbie Keane possibly going, uh, possibly coming up north or staying up north. I suppose it would be, um, and going to uh, newly promoted Newcastle United.
0: Oh, well, this is the same newly promoted Newcastle United that are now going to be challenging for European honours. It's not going to happen.
1: I'm just saying that a lot of people have said <laughs> it could happen. It won't. But... Um, if there's you know, one... ...for his wages for a start. Well, Although, yeah. still, that's never stopped us before. If um, there's
0: one position that Newcastle do need strengthening, it is up front.
1: Well, I think the the problem is there isn't one position that Newcastle needs strengthening. There are 11. I think, I think that's a bit harsh. I
0: mean, Jose Enrique well, though, is a... a bit
1: harsh. Yeah, left-back, we're all right. He's good. Um, Honas, I like... Yeah, but he's I mean, you know, you saw him on Monday night. I mean, he's all right, but Oh, infuriating. At, at this level, but he's he's I mean, he's had a season in the Premiership, and done, let's be honest, not an awful. Well,
0: one. sometimes players take a season to adapt. He's had two now, and I think he's adapted to the Championship, which arguably is a harder league to adapt to, just because it's a bit more kick in the air. And mm. if you are a skillful, fast player, you're going to get lumps taken out of you. He's got, he's got over that. He's ridden those challenges, uh, perhaps nine of them, on Monday night uh, from one player. And uh, and then yeah. I think in the you know, next season will be a totally different season. He's confident now. He, he speaks. If you've ever seen an interview with him, Jordy, or Hordy, <laughs> as he likes. <laughs> To is say. That Julio Jordi, Julio Hordio, And uh, I think it'd be a completely different season. Don't write Honas off. Okay. Okay. Can you be happy with that? that <laughs> have I twisted I mean, your arm? It's not great on a log where we just agree with each other, is it?
1: No, not really. Well, let's, let's talk about Monday night's game. I mean, obviously, Newcastle are now have now been promoted to the Premiership, and that's uh, pleasing in many a way, although my natural cynicism then kicks in and, and, and makes, us think about, makes me think about, well, how can we possibly find a way to finish 17th?
0: next season. <laughs> we were both at the game at the Sports Direct, so that means that we didn't see the television coverage. Yeah. But a number of people did that I know, and they told me it, re- it really was the Newcastle show, and I know you'd just, you know, become a promotion side, uh, but do you not think when there's two teams involved, it's only fair to have at least a quarter of the show dedicated to the other team?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, the thing, this is the thing, I mean, you know, Newcastle, uh, we've been on TV once or twice this, this year, as <laughs> yeah. you know, Yeah. Um, why once or twice obviously I, I do mean everyone Hi
0: I'm Anish welcome to the Newcastle um, the Football League show
1: Well this is you know this is the thing and we seem to the problem is that Newcastle do themselves no favours whatsoever having once been everybody's favourite second club um, mm-hmm. since well since the decline sort of started which is when Keegan left the first time around there's been this kind of presumptive arrogance about Newcastle fans and then the the way they've been portrayed in the media has, has sort of backed that up and the way that everybody said oh you know too big to go down not true, and, and just talk of us being. A you big could say over- the same about
0: uh, Mike Ashley. Sorry, he's too big to go down. Well, yeah. I mean, he stayed uh, up. He's not disappearing. He is sticking around.
1: Well, it seems, it seems to be, and apparently he's <laughs> apparently he's pledged fifteen million, which is you know I don't know if that's. To really what? Going to be enough?
0: Is he just said I, I pledge fifteen million and his hand on the Bible, or is he actually? No,
1: he said if we if we go up, he'll 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 put fifteen million into the club. When did he say that? Uh, that three weeks ago, I think. So
0: it, when it was cast iron guaranteed. So that that's, <laughs> gonna, that's, that's probably <laughs> yeah. going to happen then, isn't it? He's going to have to now, you know, put his money yeah, where his mouth is. is.
1: I mean, whoever, uh, who was it now? Somebody who came up last season, I think, um, said that we'd need to spend £60 million to even make a go of staying up. I'm not sure that's true either. But, uh, yeah, certainly I think in terms of the coverage, it wouldn't surprise me if it had been the Newcastle United show, and I think that that isn't fair. Uh, for a second I mean you, you saw the game on, on Monday obviously because you were there Yeah, so? that helps you know the thought of what I mean no disrespect to, to Sheffield United which is here we also, are here's some disrespect, disrespect somebody. yep uh, but <laughs> and the thought of what you know Drogba or Rooney or Torres could have done to that defence
0: yeah, if, if, if we'd had anyone with a bit of uh, sprite, if we'd had Henri Cameron up front, yeah. I think you guys would have probably been in for a bit of a lashing. We, we hit the post, yep. we were very close with a wonderful chance in the second half, uh, which I don't think uh, Darius Henderson realised how much time he had. No, he didn't. And um, of course we had a uh, number of opportunities, you looked very susceptible from corners. Yeah. But, as my as mum my said, when the referees from Gateshead, you're always going to struggle. <laughs> and uh, I do think, let's be honest, that, that penalty was, was never a penalty. And uh, the second goal was, was a hint of afuera de juego about it, which means slightly offside. Although no, I, it wasn't. I haven't seen it again from my vantage point, Mr. Stave, which, as you're aware, was as far away as possible from that goal and was over a mile away. I think uh, it, yeah. lo- it looked clearly offside.
1: Well, uh, from my vantage point, which was actually behind the goal that was scored, in, it looked offside. But I have seen it again, and it wasn't. Oh. Uh, although the penalty, I think, was definitely uh, of dubious nature. And
0: a crucial stage just before half time. Oh yeah, just yeah. to concede I, a goal. Well,
1: I mean, I thought I thought the game was yours, to, yours for the taking. To be honest, well, it was ours might. to lose, wasn't it? Yeah, but the thing is that that wasn't. I mean, it wasn't our best performance uh, by a long way at home this season. But it wasn't our worst, and and you know we could could quite easily have have, um, have lost uh, to you guys, and, and it would have been uh, thoroughly deserved. Well, See, it.
0: It the reminded that- me of the Watford game. You know, Watford had their chances, didn't yeah, take them. Well, we had yeah. our chances, didn't take them. I mean, if you're going to allow teams to have chances, even when I went to see Newcastle against Barnsley, you still allowed them back in.
1: Yeah, and this is. but the thing is, of course, that next season we're not going to get so lucky with that because we're going to be up against Premiership quality opposition.
0: And Michael Owen. You know, it's going to be... <laughs> a very interesting season I wish you of course the very best of luck and hopefully we'll be joining you but it's well, looking think, who do you slightly...
1: think will be coming up through the playoffs because it looks pretty likely that West Brom will get second as well now
0: well I'd love to see Blackpool wouldn't the premiership make that ground out to be something special it'd just <laughs> be it'd be <laughs> wonderful <laughs> it wonderful. Well, Ian Holloway on Match of the Day that'd be great
1: yeah well I mean everybody's sort of a big fan of of, of Allianz, and uh, and he said that he'd like to stick two fingers up to the critics one finger on each hand he, he specified um <laughs> right. because they tipped him as favorites to go down so i mean i think either way they've had a a pretty great season but um i mean what, what are the chances do you think for the blades of getting into the playoffs and then from there You know, um, making the progression because he suffered there before.
0: Mr. Stavely, this season now is no longer about Sheffield United getting in the playoffs. It's about us relegating Sheffield Wednesday.
1: Yes, indeed. Well,
0: that is the you might have heard the the chants um, a week on Sunday. We're sending them down over and over again at the Sports Direct. That is because we really do believe that uh, Sheffield Wednesday will have not got the required results before that game, and that we can do the business in their own patch. I mean, wouldn't that be something special? That's the sort of game you know, beg, borrow, steal, get a ticket and be there.
1: Well, it's, it's very, very tight down there, isn't it? I mean, Ch- Chef Wednesday are only three points off 17.
0: Mm. Um, wonderful well, Wonderful, wonderful. Say, say that
1: again, actually. Sorry? Say that again, please. Only three points of oh, 17. That's
0: beautiful. I'm going to get that recorded, have that as my new ringtone. So, I...
1: But this is the, the, the worrying thing is, I mean, four, four games to go, that's, that's enough points to get them out of trouble. So, mm. but, um, That is worrying. <laughs> you know, I never, I, never want to, I never want to see another team relegated uh, unless it's Hull City last season, and that was only because of, it would be at our expense. But uh, I do like to see you happy, and, uh, you know, it would be nice to. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be there the moment you realise they've been relegated. It's funny, you actually, do.
0: you say that I like to see you happy. When I left um, the Sports Direct, I, as you know, I know quite a lot of Newcastle fans, yes. and I decided to meet up with a few of them afterwards, because uh, most of us were getting the train back down south, yeah. and uh, all of them said, oh well, even when we were losing, I thought, at least Hal will be happy. <laughs> is that all that Newcastle fans were thinking about?
1: Well, the thing is, you know, uh, we, we know how we know just how much you, you love your football, and, um, and just how much you love uh, Sheffield United, so I think it's... It's, got, it's kind of a, a big deal you know I mean I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Newcastle fan as you know but I, I don't think there's any sort of and also you know we're going up it's alright yeah. by, by the time we kicked off against you it didn't really matter whether we won or not So, no. although actually I say that and that's typical of the kind of attitude that I think is going to plague us now for example we've, we've gone up now uh, and we looked I think quite complacent against uh, the Blades but we've still got things we could do we could still uh, achieve an unbeaten home record for the first time in 102 you years. You could win
0: the league, you could actually win something. We
1: could win the league, we could get 100 points. If we w- if we won the games that are still remaining, we could get 100 points. Mm. Um, who, who was the last know, team to... Like I mean, I know that that's uh, a big ask and it's not necessary, but you know, imagine coming up, having won the league, having got 100 points, having gone unbeaten yeah. at home all season, that would be fantastic.
0: Who, who was the last team to finish in the top of the championship with either 100 or over 100 points, can you remember? Uh, I can't. I literally. think I, th- I think it was Reading. If I've got that wrong, anyone can correct oh, me on right that. Okay, yeah. And then uh, please do. But that was the season we finished second with enough points to, of any other year, won the league. league yeah. <laughs> yeah, the year that Reading decided to just um, break all the record books. But you know, yeah, you're right. You've got stuff to play for. And let's be fair. Newcastle fans need to win something.
1: Well, I mean, I've heard I've heard the championship derided as not really a trophy. Um, well,
0: you get a trophy.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know. We won, the inter- we won the Inter 2, Bob, uh, and uh, nobody's really claiming that as a trophy. But I think, you know, winning the championship, is a it's a 46-game season. It's a long, old haul. I think it does count as a trophy and one that we could be very proud of, to be honest. Yeah, you can
0: only win the league you're in. And uh, let's be fair, as you say, 46 games, it's more games in the Premiership. Yeah. As I think that's fairly obvious. Um, but it's also, you're up against some really tough sides. Plus, you're the team everybody wanted to beat this season.
1: Yeah and uh, you know i mean obviously i don't i don't suspect i don't think for a second that winning the league will will turn us into a european uh, powerhouse because i mean you have to look at what happened to reading when they did come up i mean i know they did well for the first season but you know it does catch up with you eventually but um, I think it would be nice to at least have a trophy in the trophy cabinet, even if it meant that we had to get relegated in order to win it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you've done that first part very successfully. <laughs> Do you not think did, that... Yeah. just to... you never
1: know this relegation thing. You know, a lot of people were saying at the ground, I was, I was having a chat about, uh, with a couple of fans once the second goal had gone in and we decided that we didn't care anymore. We were saying, you know, um, maybe uh, being relegated would be one of the best things that um, ever happened to us. Absolutely. Not, yeah. n- not necessarily if we don't treat it with the... Um, gravitas that it needs but um, possibly if if we go about it the right way it could be one of the best things that ever happened and it might be so good that we do it again next year.
0: Two gravitas mentions in one log, that is quite a gravitas log. Now look Mr Staley, let's conclude this game, let's be fair because Newcastle-Sheffield United over the season, the two matches home and away, do you think six points going to Newcastle was fair? No.
1: Mm, I'm going to agree with you there. No I don't. Um I think we were. I mean, we were lucky to win at Bramall Lane. Uh, as you know, the goal itself was lucky, but I think also on the balance of play, um, we were lucky. And I think we were lucky to win um, on Monday night as well. Actually, I think that I think that I couldn't have really complained if uh, both games had been a draw. It'd
0: have been better for the log, wouldn't it, if both games had been a draw?
1: Yeah, it would. Uh, I'm not. Su- I'm not sure that I would say that United is. Des- uh, sorry, the-, <laughs> the Blades deserve, deserve to win. Both of them either, but I think you know either a win each or, or a couple of draws would have been a fair reflection. Did you did you like the way the um, announcer kept referring to Sheffield? By the way.
0: Yeah, I mean that's something that, as you know.
1: Yeah. Winds so I, well. I was listening to an old log when I was in Murcia, because I was kind of <laughs> you know bored and at a loose end and not going to football and I was listening to the one where I'd accidentally said that we'd played Bristol instead of saying Bristol Rovers. And um, you were saying, you know, that, that they hate that as much as we hate being referred to as Sheffield. Well,
0: actually, you say, did I hear the announcer? No. Because I don't know if you know, they don't actually have, uh, where the away fans are, uh, they don't have any audio being pumped up there. We had no idea who was being substituted. Oh, really? We didn't know what the team was. We didn't know who'd scored. Everyone around us was going, who scored? Who scored? And we were all just texting to find out who scored from people watching it on the telly, who were also then texting us saying, never a penalty. You know, yeah. so we were all getting more and more wound up. But no, there's no, there's no audio up there. You can't hear anything.
1: Well, nobody actually, um, nobody actually knew who scored because the uh, announcer was that it was uh, Cresswell. Um, and then Sky gave it to... Henderson. Henderson, cause yeah. Hit
0: him on the way in. Hit him on the thigh. That's how he's made a career. Yeah, it, was, it was one of those, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Let's, let's move on to the rest of the championship then, just very briefly. I know we've discussed who we think going to go up. We've, we've had a little look uh, who's going to go down. But, it, but it's not all about that, of course. I mean, there's actually uh, more going on in the championship. There's a few teams that around about the middle that can still get sucked into to either. Um, looking rather interesting from a points deduction point of view. We should talk about Palace. It's hit them harder, I think, than almost any other side. Look at Southampton. They've just put those uh, points deductions right behind them. Cracked on because it happened mid-season for Palace. I was
1: going to say, is it because, is it because of what happened mm. mid-season, isn't it? Well,
0: what's your thoughts on them? I mean, they have not played well since then, apart from in the Cups, um, and they just look like a completely different side since Neil Warnock left.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the thing with, the thing with Warnock is, that while he's, while he's not a hugely popular manager, I think, with a lot of people, um, if your team is going to be in a relegation dogfight, I think he's one of the managers you maybe want at that level. Uh, and now they are without him, of course. Um, although QPR are only a couple of... Yeah, I was going to say,
0: you want him in the trenches with you, but QPR not doing much better. I thought he was going to turn things around then. With a player like Adel Terapt in your side, you, yeah. you, you actually shouldn't be down there, but you can also argue that you don't need a luxury show pony like Terapt when you're in a relegation dogfight.
1: Well, I think it's one of these things that, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't really been there long enough, I think, to make the kind of... to, to have the kind of impact that he may be would foresee and maybe he would get with, a, with the benefit of a full season behind him because it's the problem with managers in general now they, they very rarely get that kind of time so i'm sure he'll stay on over the summer and then we'll have to see how they do next uh, next year and like you said before there was going to be a a big splash of cash there wasn't yeah the there? war chest for warnock but yeah um certainly you know i mean i don't really know um what the international community's feeling towards palaces it's uh, they they were, they were a very certainly a once big club and it'd be a shame to see them go down but um, you know the the points deduction thing is very controversial isn't it i mean mm. mid season and you know how many points do you get deducted and what is it for and all the rest but uh, if you go into, you know, them is the rules, as they say, and, and they went into administration, and so it was it was always going to happen.
0: Got a few key injuries. They've lost Victor Moses as well, who's not really getting a chance to shine at Wigan, although when he has played, he's, I think he's played very well. I think yeah, they're, they're really new, missing it.
1: that, because, I mean, I, not that I suspected he would go to a top-four club by, uh, by the same token. I wasn't sure Wigan would be the right... Choice, but then you know, I mean, who am I to say, uh, to say such things? That well,
0: well exactly, who indeed are you? You're a, a man on a log. Let's uh, let's move on, let's finish with the Premier League yeah. and, uh, and look at a few things. I know that you want to talk about,
1: yeah. Well, I think the Premier League is, is now sadly Chelsea's to lose, and that makes me very sad. On a, on a Chelsea related note, actually, I never thought I'd be happy to say this, but they have given a, um, a date for uh, Ashley Cole's return uh, to first team action, which this thing will be against Stoke on the 25th of April. Um, so, for England, at least, that's uh, jolly good news.
0: Mm. I, I think Who do you think will actually, uh, just to sort of uh, conclude it? we're nearly done with the log today, yeah. uh, in the Premiership, who do you think is actually going to go down? Is it going to be right to the wire, or is it fairly obvious that it's going to be the current three?
1: Well, I think it will be the current three, although a lot of people are tipping um, West Ham. and I mean, certainly Wigan, I mean, Wigan, Bolton and Wolves are not safe but they are pretty safe I would imagine hmm. um, although I mean I, say I that can see
0: Wigan points. yeah I could see Wigan I think Bolton are going to be ok but I can see Wigan getting uh, sucked back into that
1: yeah there's only five points between Hull and Wolves so you know you, you, I, think, I think Sunderland are uh, sadly in 13th uh, safe and perhaps it is the fact that you know any, any of the last eight teams in the Premiership could go down that will save Newcastle next season I don't know but um, Portsmouth are obviously down Burnley I think, are going to struggle severely. And apparently, Brian Laws is uh, is for the sack uh, very, very soon. Because uh, he's, you know, he's, well, let's be honest, he's been terrible. And, <laughs> well, um, we, we, we
0: suggested that you can't fail up, but yeah. um, he he has, uh, spectacularly. It really has gone wrong there. Actually, before you move straight on from Burnley...
1: Brian Laws, future Liverpool manager.
0: Yeah, well, before you move on from there, um, what about McDonald? Leaving the pitch at half-time in the Man City match in disgust and going to the pub for the second half?
1: Yeah, well... He, after the first half performance he probably needed um, a stiff drink to, mm. to steady himself I mean you, you, it's just stupid it you know it I can see his logic of, of wanting to um, of wanting to do such a thing but it is just plain stupid because you know it's going to get reported and you know that when you've got um, your teammates needing you the way they do the last thing you need is pointless off the field. You know, idiocy like that. Yeah. So I don't think that it's like, I don't think he's bringing the game into disrepute. I think he's just being an idiot. There's two things.
0: Okay, the last player I remember doing something like this was Fabrice Fernandez when, uh, at Southampton when he wasn't picked for the FA Cup final and he decided to go out for a fish and chips. What on earth has happened to him since? It really did ruin his career. That's um, what fish and chips will do for that's the, Well, it's bad for a professional football, of course, we know that. Uh, but with the Kevin McDonald thing, I think more importantly, the Burnley players will now be looking at Brian Laws to see how he responds. To this, this yeah. is his chance to either win them over and finally make a, a little effort because they've got a massive game against Hull, uh, yeah. or, or if he lets it slide like it looks like he has, then do the other players because we hear about a potential bust-up between Robbie Blake and Clark Carlisle. Mentally, there's only going to be one winner there. Uh, but yeah. we we think we need he needs to either stamp his authority or say, look, anything goes. You all behave how you want. You know, it's already over. That, that's what they're going to be looking for.
1: Yeah and it will be interesting to see and and and, and the, I think he's got to come down strongly on it because it's that sort of behaviour suggests that they are already down so if he doesn't react um strongly and kind of you know put a different sort of message into the club then people are going to start to, um presuming that he's just given up the ghost as well and can't absolutely
0: it. it's, it's a shame that there isn't more like there is normally at the end of every season there isn't more of a kind of a three horse race for who's going to survive it does look like Portsmouth are, are down yeah. um, mathematically let's, let's just leave it a little longer and uh, you know it's just a shame I'd like to see that every club have a chance at this yeah. stage because there's so, enough games left for it to still be
1: interesting yeah definitely and it, and it often has been at this stage of the mm. season where you, you, you really don't know I mean last season even you know with. Having uh, literally sweated on it personally with with Newcastle in that situation, it was uh, it was right down to the wire, you know. And, and however kind of wet the eventual uh, last day was, the last day of the season is always a, a special time. And if somebody's, if if the three relegated teams are pretty much wrapped up and the champions are pretty much wrapped up, although it's very possible that neither of those two will have happened this year, but um, you know then it, it does leave a little sort of it a, is a bit of a shame. But uh, you never know, it could well be that, uh, that it goes right down to the last game of the season at both ends of the table, and that would be exciting. Just for reference, for those of you who are looking out for football to watch this week, um, on Wednesday, Spurs, Arsenal and Barcelona against Deportivo is going to be quite an interesting pair of games to watch. On Saturday next week, um, Man City, Man United, the Manchester derby could be a massive, massive game. Oh, for is, the that, is that
0: the Manchester derby? You are? Is that the Manchester that Derby? The Man- 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 oh, right, yeah, that's the Yeah, one. One. <laughs> I picked that one out very
1: well. Uh, there's a London Derby at uh, 5.30 on Saturday, which is Spurs, Chelsea, and then in the evening, Inter Milan against Juventus. So all in all, some interest. Saturday should be a good little day for football watching.
0: And that concludes Paul's TV roundup. I do enjoy that section of the show. It's always my favourite. It's the one I look forward to. Well, we've covered quite a bit. The Champions League, the Premier League, the Championship, Serie A, La Liga, the Europa League, the Bundesliga, Paul's unknown one to watch. And, of course, this week's quiz question, which, before we bear out, can you remind us of and then give out the email details?
1: Yes, indeed. The quiz question is this. Uh, Diego Maradona is under fire for potentially... Um, deliberately sabotaging Lionel Messi's chances of performing to his top level. Diego Maradona's last goal for Argentina in the World Cup was in a 4-0 victory over Greece at USA 94. But which Argentina players scored the other three goals? As we said before, it could be a hat trick, could be three different players, you'll have to uh, tell us. And you can get in touch with us in the following ways. You can email us at football underscore log at yahoo.co.uk You can Twitter us at twitter.com slash footballlog. There's a Facebook fan site. There's also a Facebook group. And we will always be, always be glad to hear from uh, all of you. And thank you very much, Loggers, by the way, for your continued involvement on the Facebook sites. Um, It's an awful lot of fun administrating all of that and, uh, and and enjoying your various comments so any suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover anything for um, Hal and I any quiz questions you want us to look at anything at all really drop us a line uh, and get in touch we'll always be glad to hear from you
0: I think it's great that you say uh, Diego Maradona under fire it wasn't enough that he got mauled in the face by a dog uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's now under fire as well there we go good stuff Mr Stabley it's been a pleasure thank you very much for uh, quote unquote joining me uh, for the football log we will do this again Again, who knows where, who knows when, but we will. And that's the problem with this log. It hasn't got a regular set time, so you just have to keep looking out. But I think that adds to the charm. Now, uh, whatever you're up to uh, over the next few days, I hope you'll have a great time watching lots and lots of football. I put that not just out to you, Mr David, but to all those in listener land, and we will conclude it there.
1: Thank you very much. See you later.